It's good to see you this morning. Trust that the Lord will bless us for a little while to look at some things relating to the prophecy of Christ and 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 Moses. <clears throat> Direct your attention to Deuteronomy chapter. Eighteen. This is a a prophecy of the Lord Jesus Christ that he would uh, this Messiah would be of um, a prophet like unto Moses. You know when we. Uh, look into the old um, we see in the scriptures that the Messiah the Christ that they expected him to be a prophet like unto Moses a king like unto David Um, you remember in Matthew chapter 2 before his birth said where is he that is born king of the Jews they knew that this Messiah would be a king. They also knew he'd be a prophet, and then we also have prophesied that he would be a priest like unto Melchizedek, a prophet, priest, and king. A king to protect us and fight our battles for us, a prophet to teach us, and a priest to make atonement for us. Well, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, we find the prophecy concerning Christ as a prophet. He would be a prophet. And he would be a prophet like unto Moses. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him shall ye hearken. Now, He said, like unto me, this is Moses speaking here to the children of Israel right before they go into the land of Canaan. He said, the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him shall ye hearken. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, Neither let me see this great fire any more, that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto me, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him." And uh, so there's the prophecy in the Old Testament. This is actually recorded a couple of times in the New Testament, which we'll look at briefly. In Acts chapter 3, I believe, is one of the places. This is after, this is after the day of Pentecost. And then days following that uh, when Peter and John went into the temple to pray, and you remember there was a lame man there, at the steps and the Lord uh, healed him and during that discourse in Acts chapter 3 
when it was noised abroad, the people ran together. And it says in the left, verse 11, 311, and as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, why, he says, ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? And so that's that's just the setting. I'm not going to read read all that, but we find in verse in the in the discourse here. Let's start in verse 19. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and He shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly for Moses truly said unto the fathers, and here's where he's quoting out of Deuteronomy 18, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Um, so that's the, the second time. The next time is in Acts chapter 7 where Stephen, part of his discourse before they stoned him uh, to death, he mentions this verse. Um and let's break in to <clears throat> let's start reading in uh, verse 31 verse 30 this is when Moses you know he lived 40 years there in Egypt he was another 40 years out in the wilderness and then he began, uh, he went back to Egypt to deliver the children of Israel when he was about 80 years old. Verse 30 says, And when 40 years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness in Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a bush. While Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight, and as he drew near to behold it, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses trembled and durst not behold. Then said the Lord to him, Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people, which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groanings, and am come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send thee unto Egypt. This Moses, whom they refused, saying, Who made a ruler and judge? Who made thee a ruler and judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. And he brought them out after that he had shown wonders in the sign and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness forty years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, 
him shall ye hear. <clears throat> this is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in Sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. I'm just going to stop reading this, not in the sentence. But that's the context of where, where uh, Philip is, I mean, uh, Stephen is uh, uh, bringing that verse back out. And so the thing that's uh, a little bit on my mind is the, the he would be a prophet like unto Moses in many ways, but one of the ways is he would be a great miracle worker. He would be a prophet. They understood through these verses. See, this just said that we just saw in verse 36 that he, that is Moses, brought them out after he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, my mind this morning is, is on these signs. He would be great. He would have these miraculous signs that would attend Moses' ministry and his deliverance of the children of Israel out of Egypt. And, <coughs> and uh, the, the purpose of a sign was that uh, let's just go back to the let's go back to where signs were given. Let's go back to Exodus. You know, after God met Moses, as we just read, he met him there and spake to him out of the burning bush and said, I'm sending you to the children of Israel to deliver them out. <clears throat> and uh, we see in Exodus 3.10, actually, he says, Come now, therefore, this is when God is speaking to him out of the burning bush, Come now, therefore, I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. That's what Stephen was talking about. So God sent Moses to deliver the children of Israel out. Well, um, if we start in Exodus chapter 4, verse 1, um, we're going to see that Moses answered and said. Now, God's been talking to him and saying a lot of things there in Exodus 3. Now Moses gets a chance to talk to God. After God tells him, I'm going to send you to this people and deliver them out. He said, Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And I'd probably do the same thing. I don't really care for snakes that much. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. I wouldn't mind picking up a rod, but he had to pick up a snake. Because it wasn't a rod anymore when he picked it up. Just think about that. The Lord says, Take it by the tail. So he took it by the tail and became a rod. He said, Put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it, and it became a rod in his hand. He says, and that they may believe that the Lord God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob hath appeared unto thee. The purpose of this miracle and this wonder was to confirm that Moses was actually sent of God to do what God told him to do, which is to deliver the children of Israel out of Israel. 
uh, of Egypt. So God confirmed. <clears throat> so that's what these signs are for. That's the purpose of signs. That's what we're talking about. The purpose of the signs and wonders that mir- that <clears throat> that Moses did in the wilderness. All right, and there in Egypt. All right. He said, and then and then he says in verse six, it says, and the Lord said un- said further unto him, put now. <clears throat> Put now thine hand into thy bosom, and he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous as snow. And he said, Put thine hand into thy bosom again, and he put his hand in his bosom again, and plucked it out of his bosom, and behold, it was turned again as his other flesh. Alright? Two miracles. A staff was turned into a rod. I mean a staff. Staff was turned into a snake, snake was turned back into a rod. He put his hand in his bosom, came out, it was leprous. Put it back in, brought it out, it's clean. All right, he says, and it shall come to pass, verse 8, it shall come to pass if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of the first sign, that thou wilt believe the voice of the latter sign. And it shall come to pass that they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto thy voice, that thou shalt take of the water of the river. And pour it upon the dry land, and the water that thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry land. Notice, he. this is the first introduction of signs. And the signs was to confirm that he's who he was said he was. That he came from God. He was sent of God on God's errand to do the things of God. And we find that the thing, the, the signs, there was a space about 40 years in the wilderness... We just read there in Acts chapter 7 where these signs and wonders took place. And there was about a 40-year period when Christ came and his apostles. There were signs, miracles, and wonders also. All right, and what were those signs, miracles, and wonders to do? What were they for, rather, in the New Testament times of Christ and his apostles? Same thing here that these signs were for. To confirm that Christ was sent of God. That this is the Messiah. After all, God was going to raise up a prophet like unto Moses. And one of the ways he would be a prophet like unto Moses, he'd be a great miracle worker. You remember over there when John, in in Matthew chapter 11, where John the Baptist sent his disciples and said, You know, go, art thou he that should come or do we look for another? You remember what Jesus said? Go show John again the things which you see. He said the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the gospel, the poor had the gospel preached to them. Go show John again all these signs. Because they knew that the Messiah was prophesied, and there's other prophecies. There's one in Isaiah 28 and Isaiah 35 talking about the lame walking again and and, um, and the blind seeing, they understood that the Christ, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who would come into this world to save his people from their sins, he would be a great miracle worker like unto Moses. And he would be accompanied by these miracles, signs, and wonders. And so we see even that they expected this. We can go to John chapter 7. If we go to John chapter 7, it says in verse 31, 
And many of the people, John chapter 7 verse 31, says, And many of the people believed on him and said, Many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? Look at that. See, based upon the miracles, they saw his miracles, and they're asking the question. Well, you know, they're thinking, well, this has got to be the Christ. Because when Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man has done? Is not this the Christ? All right. Um, that's what uh, they were looking for. Uh, we go on down to uh, just to... <clears throat> You know, they there were there were certain things prophesied in the Old Testament when the Messiah would come, and being a prophet like unto Moses, doing miracles was one of those things. And as I mentioned before, he'd also be a king. And if we look out here, since we're here in John chapter seven, verse forty says, "Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, of a truth, this is the prophet. This is the prophet. See, they were looking for the prophet to come." Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was division among the people because of him. See, they were looking, you know, they looked at the scripture over there in, in Micah 5.2, which says that Christ is going to come out of Bethlehem. Well, he, this this man's from Galilee. Yeah, but he was born in Bethlehem, wasn't he? Remember, the her, her, the king asked there in Matthew chapter 2, where is he that is born king of the Jews? And he got his scribes together and says, in Bethlehem of Judea, right? So they knew he would be a king. They knew that he would be a prophet. And he would be a prophet like unto Moses to teach, but he also would have miracles and signs and wonders and that was to confirm, just like Moses, those signs and wonders were to confirm that God sent this deliverer, Moses. Even so, the signs, miracles, and wonders testified to the fact that this is the Messiah, one like unto Moses, whom God sent. And um, we see in Acts chapter 2, turn with me to Acts chapter 2 real quickly. You remember when on the day of Pentecost, when Peter was preaching, he says in verse 22, ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, this is 222 of Acts, ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God, approved of God among you, how? By miracles and signs, by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. In other words, you see how he started that? Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, he was a man approved of God by these miracles, signs, and wonders that testified that who he was. This is the prophet like unto Moses. We find there's other references in the scriptures. Let me give you one more in Hebrews chapter 2. And this was not only those signs, and miracles, and wonders were not only 
to testify of Christ, but also the apostles. But we see in here in Hebrews chapter 2, um, I'm going to break in here for sake of time. Verse 3, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which at the beginning, which, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. God bore them witness. These things began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. The apostles were able to do miracles, signs, and wonders. You remember? One time where where Paul got bitten by a snake and he didn't die. Um, we see in the in uh, uh, this would be in in uh, in Luke. I'm sorry, in Mark, Mark 16, where he told his apostles. To go on the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These are what the scriptures talk about as being the signs of an apostle. And uh, if you... If you look at uh, Acts chapter 8, which we're not going to go over there, you can read that later. There was a man named Philip who was able to do miracles and signs and wonders. And there was a sorcerer over there that was really impressed. And, uh, you know, he, 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 uh, uh, then when some of the apostles came down and laid hands on the people, they were able to speak in tongues. There's miracles. Uh, took place and it says when he saw by the laying on of the apostles hands the holy ghost was given he offered money so he had that power uh i'll just say this except for the day of pentecost in fulfillment of the prophecy of joel where he god said i'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your daughters shall prophesy and men shall see vision these things uh you know the day of pentecost the holy spirit fell upon them and men spake with tongues right you also find that in Acts chapter 10, where, where, uh, Peter's at Cornelius' house. As he spake, the Spirit of God fell upon him, they spake in tongues. I believe both there, both those places, the Jews at day of Pentecost, the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10, that was a fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel, where God's going to send forth his Spirit, and they're going to prophesy, and they're going to speak in tongues. Other than those two places, in fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel, we find that the gifts and miracles and signs and wonders in the days of the apostles and by the apostles was only upon only the apostles and those upon whom he they had laid their hands were able to do these great things. And they're called in the Bible the signs of an apostle. In as Second Corinthians chapter twelve <coughs> Paul says, truly the signs of an apostle. You know, some people question his apostleship. You understand that? You read the New Testament, you'll understand that. They question his apostleship. But he says, truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience and signs, wonders, and mighty deeds. All right? 
So the point is these signs were given in the Old Testament to confirm that God sent Moses. He was sent of God and he was attended by miracles and signs and wonders to confirm that he was God sent. The same thing with Christ. Miracles, signs, and wonders that he was God sent. And also the apostles. After all, we're built upon Jesus Christ and the apostles uh, being, you know, the, he's the chief cornerstone, but we're built upon the teachings of, the, of Christ and the apostles. And I kind of mutilated that verse. Let me go read that verse that I was thinking about. It's in Ephesians chapter 2, where it says, <clears throat> You're built upon the found, verse 20, you're built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. So these miracles and signs and wonders were a way of God's, uh, in the early, as, as God sent the deliverer Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt, and as Christ came to deliver us from our sins, it confirms these miracle signs and wonders were there to confirm that God sent those men, and they were heaven sent, and we should pay attention to what they're saying, all right? By miracles and signs and wonders, 